We want to welcome all of our NCA members, our dear Catholic Education Nation, to this podcast. My name is John Galvan. I serve as Vice President of Assessments for NCEA. I'm very pleased to introduce our guests, Dr. Josh Packard and Dr. Carrie Cushel of Springtide Research Institute. What I find fascinating about your work, and we're very excited about this partnership, you cite that your singular concern is, and your singular aim, is to help those who care about young people to care better. Um, Josh and Carrie, if you could introduce yourselves and your respective roles at Springtide, that would be terrific. Yeah, thanks, John. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having us. I appreciate this opportunity to get to work together and uh, and to get to do exactly that, to help put the right kinds of information and tools and resources into the hands of people who are trying to make such an impact with, with young people on a day-to-day basis. I'm the executive director of Springtide Research Institute, um, had the great uh, honor and privilege of getting to be the inaugural executive director as we sort of, you know, try and expand our understanding of what this generation is really going through and how, you know, it changes the ways that we need to meet their, you know, their their spiritual and religious needs as well as, um, you know, by extension, a lot of their human needs. Amen. And a lot of our a lot of our listeners know who you are, Josh, because of your writing and your presentations um, across the country. Carrie, you're an integral part of the team as a researcher. And what I think I find very compelling about your experience is you're a former Catholic high school English teacher as well. Yeah, I was a high school English teacher for the 18 years before I joined a Springtides research team. And it's wonderful to have that background in Catholic education coming into this project because I can really see and understand the world of being a teacher. I also was a a student in Catholic education myself growing up, right? So I understand it from that student perspective as well and from that teacher perspective. And so I really have enjoyed being able to take my past experience and put it into action now as a researcher with Springtide. I'll tell you, friends, if ever there was a time to measure the health and vitality of our communities, it's now, right? Uh, we don't have to recount what we've all experienced over the last couple of years by way of the pandemic and its meteoric impact on all of us, but also so much of the research that was done prior to the pandemic around disaffiliation of our youth, really making a decision to disengage from the faith altogether. And what I find interesting in much of Springtide's research, nearly 40% of our young people say they have no one to talk to and feel left out. And what, what is fascinating to me and the work that you're doing is there's a clear chasm between our kids need to belong, but they don't feel like they, they belong or they've got anybody they can trust. And yet we as the adults, we care so much, right? We care so much. We want to connect with them. So it, it begs the question, we're going to jump right in. Why assess? Um, maybe Josh, starting with you and the work of Springtide. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that this is really a pivotal moment for a lot of ministries and and maybe for Catholic schools in particular, who in many cases um, saw an acceleration of a trend that was already in place before the pandemic of having more and more students arrive on campus every fall who have increasingly less and less of a background in the Catholic faith or or more loosely associated um, with the church. And simply due to being open and in person, a lot of schools saw actually boosts in enrollment during the pandemic and now they're on campus and you've got to, as much as, as mu- much as there might be a desire to like jump right into like, you know, deep religious ed, we kind of need to take a step back and realize that 
these young people feel disconnected, generally speaking, across society. And certainly even in our own schools, we need to make sure that we're addressing their feelings of belonging first. Otherwise, we can never get to a place where we're even talking about belief. If, if there's no community there to help support that, it, just, it won't be very long lasting. So assessing those things, that foundation of like, what kind of community are we building here? Is it one um, that exists just in our minds or is it one that has actual tangible effects like in, in real life? Um, it's one of the reasons why I'm so happy that Carrie's leading up this project for us is because like that having that real classroom experience is sort of invaluable when trying to translate these sort of abstract concepts about belonging into something that's very real and, and tangible. And that, I'll tell you something, after 15 years as a high school religious studies chair at a Catholic high school, um, I learned very quickly that faith is not born in a vacuum. It's born out of community. And if we can't, mm. if we can't meet these kids where they live, free of judgment, but really to lean in and listen. And what Springtide does in terms of the position of being noticed, being named, and really being known, I would say, and then in a Catholic school setting to be loved, then we can begin that good work. Carrie, what about from your experience and your perspective? I'm, I guess when I think about this, I'm so excited about the opportunity to understand. I mean, one of the big pushes right now is data in the classroom. You're going to see that all over the place. Every teacher, every administrator knows about that. And when we collect data, we're collecting, you know, how many times were they in their seat? How many A's did they get? That sort of thing. And this data is different, right? It's data that cares, right? It's data from the heart about are our kids feeling belonging and are they feeling included in a part of a community, which is what we so desperately want from our Catholic schools, right? For it to be that home away from home for students. And this is an opportunity to see um, if, it, if, if we're meeting those expectations of kids. And then we even go a little bit further and we offer action steps to help you improve the belonging in your school as a part of the what comes out of the index. So it's a really, really cool opportunity. Just to jump in there, I mean, I think one of the things we say a lot here and that Carrie's explaining is we really believe that belonging is the new metric that matters when it comes to student success and flourishing. And we mean that in a variety of ways. I mean, it's the data are pretty clear that if you want better grades from your students, they need to feel like they belong. If you want better faith formation, they need to feel like they belong um, and, and on and on. And so Carrie's right. Like we can measure all kinds of things. The question is like why, you know, we can measure time spent in seats in classrooms, but you know, every, down to the very nitty gritty, but why measure something as amorphous as belonging? And it's because we think that it's, we've seen the evidence that it's really foundational and so important for this generation. You know, and NCEA sees it similarly. And that's, that was a great segue friends into NCEA rise. And for our members, this is probably your first introduction to really the relaunch of a revised family of assessments. Um, IFG acre, as it's been formally known, has been rebranded as NCEA Rise. And we partner with Springtide because everything that you're sharing, Josh and Carrie, um, we see it as well, right? And so the NCEA Belonging Index, yet another assessment, is going to be added to IFG Acre for our members. And this will be launched in the fall. Um, looking at NCEA belonging in the index, maybe talk a little bit about that, Carrie, from its inception. You were the designer, the architect of the instrument. Um, maybe a little information about what went behind that work. 
Yeah, we started with all of the belonging research that Springtide has done, um, which has been, I mean, since the very beginning of Springtide, they've been looking at belonging for 13 to 25 year olds. And so started looking at that research and really uncovering what it means to be noticed, named and known. And those are the three layers of belonging. And then turning that like research back into questions to say, what can we ask about feeling noticed in order to determine if students really are noticed in a school, if they really are named and if they really are known, right? If, that, if those pieces are all coming together to build belonging in the community. So that's where we started. Um, and it's been really interesting to watch, right? All of that research come back around to being questions to creating um, this way to measure belonging in your school. And then because I'm a teacher, I couldn't stop there. Um, I decided, and of course, with the blessing of Springtide, that we needed to make sure we included other things that teachers and administrators care about. So we've got these questions about belonging next to questions about how is your faith formation going? Next to questions about how safe do you feel at school? Next to questions about um, how well can you learn at this school? What sort of, are your passions being nurtured at this school? Those kind of questions. And then one step further, folks, um, we took that same survey and twisted it a little bit for parents and families, right? Are parents and families feeling the sense of belonging at school? And then again, twisted it again to say, are the faculty and the staff belonging? Right. What is going on with faculty and staff? Do they feel like there's a community of which they're a part? As a Catholic school teacher, I, I mean, I love that community, that family I had as, as a teacher, right, as being a part of that. So we actually have three different surveys. Um, the big one, of course, is to measure belonging amongst your students, but also families and faculty and staff as well. Um, so that's really exciting. Those are the surveys. And then if you just let me go one more second here, John, um, the other piece that's exciting is that coming out of the surveys, you get, and I mentioned this earlier, you get these action steps to help you, um, kind of see where to go from here. Cause I think it's one thing to say, oh, okay, we're kind of inconsistent in how often our students feel like they belong. What do we do? And so we've um, taken our research and put that into those action steps so that you can create more belonging and move forward after having done this assessment of the belonging in your school. It's, I want to comment on that, Carrie, very briefly. I've heard many Catholic school parents, because I'm a Catholic school parent myself, say, you know, at times it can feel like, you know, parents are just dropping off their kids and the door shuts. <laughs> so the fact that you offer a belonging index for families. Does the family feel like they belong to a community of faith and learning? I think that's really important. And also, let's face it, I mean, for the last, you know, for, you know, approximately a year or so, many churches' doors were shuttered, schools were closed, and reports from, you know, high school freshmen, you know, freshman high school teachers saying, Boy, the socialization, the discipline, the classroom management of freshmen, because they hadn't seen a classroom in, in about a year, then they're walking into this more sophisticated high school setting where protocols are out the door once the door is opened, you know. Um, so the need here is really important. Maybe, Josh, from your perspective, what makes what makes the belonging index unique? And I think it maybe speaks to a lot of what Springtide does that's unique in terms of your target demographic. Well, I think there's two things, really. I mean, number one is this sort of guiding mantra that we, I don't think we have this on our website anywhere, but we say it all the time internally is that, yeah, we're a research institute, but we don't want to be interesting. We want to be useful. And, and that immediately makes us different 
the the focus for everything that we do is on this applied thing. So it's not like we did a bunch of research and then after the fact, we're like, I wonder how we could make this useful for schools. Like we've been thinking about how to operationalize, to use a fancy term, but it means put into practice these concepts around belonging from the very beginning. And that shines through in the report that Carrie has designed that, you know, where you get these, these real key takeaways and you're going to do all of them. I mean, I mean, if you do, that's like kudos to you, but really it's like, can you walk away with one or two or three things that you can do in your school this year? And then, and then, you know, something again to build off of for years to come. And that's this, I think that brings us to the second thing that Springtide is interested in, which is that our whole focus is on 13 to 25 year olds. We're with you every year. Like we're never moving off. It's not like we're interested in Gen Z. And then as they age, you know, we keep following them into their forties and fifties and sixties. Like we're here with 13 to 25 year olds, right square in the middle. And so as like we, you know, as schools are looking for practical how-to tips to deal with belonging or what this generation is going through, um, uh, as, as that, as the years roll on, we're right here. You're going to, you know, and you'll get your data, you know, as, as the years go through, you'll get your data year over year and some comparison data to other schools, but those, those action steps could change. And we'll, I think have good insight consistently into what those steps need to be because we're, we do 10,000 surveys a year of 13 to 25 year olds. So we're constantly listening to them in a variety of ways. And, and that shows through, I think, in the, in, in this belonging assessment. That's, that's wonderful. And I'll tell you, you know, something that I think a lot of us that work in Catholic education and schools, we understand we have such a limited window, a term you used earlier, Carrie, of opportunity. We have such a, a limited window of opportunity to really meet those kids where they're at and, you know, to plant that seed of, you know, but it, it, it starts without judgment. It, start, it starts without criticism, but to really listen. And what I heard you say is on the back end of the index, there's recommendations of practices that you can, uh, that we can employ to boost the health and vitality of our communities. Um, a question I've received from a number of dioceses is, who are familiar with the IFG and ACRE. And, you know, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, our assessments for adults and for our students through NCEA, it really is broken into two domains, the cognitive and the affective. And a question I received is, how is the NCEA belonging index different from, or is it replacing the affective portion of the ACRE? My response has been no, because it's one thing to understand the faith and the tenets of our faith from the neck up, but what do our kids really think, perceive, and opine about the faith and other aspects of school culture? What distinguishes the belonging index from that part of the acre? This is for either one of you. I can jump in here. I think one of the key differences is that this, uh, the belonging index is for your whole school. Right. So it isn't just, you know, your eighth grade or 11th and 12th grade. Right. It's the whole school all at once. So you're getting that real big picture. Um, likewise, as Josh alluded to, it, you can take this every year for all your students. Right. So you can get that measure of belonging and how how it's growing um, or how it's shifting. We all know that depending upon the class of freshmen that comes in or the class of seniors that leave, the whole culture of a school can shift a little bit. Right. So this gives you an opportunity to kind of get a peek inside every year. Um, and not half, and, and like I said, it is that whole school environment. And the goal here is to not look at each individual student, but look at the aggregate, right? How are we doing as this whole community? Um, and what can we do to move forward together as a community? So I, ho I hope that helps explain the difference there, John. Perfect. Josh? Well, we're big believers. I mean, our entire theory of change um, is that 
it's it's not you know individuals matter, but but institutions are what sustain change over the long haul. And the way individuals matter is by being those change makers inside of those organizations and institutions. I mean, collective action is just it's not sustained by random individuals trying to do things on their own. So this this index is really a way to help leaders inside of organizations, classroom teachers inside of their own classrooms to, to move the needle on their entire organization. Because it's we're not talking about creating a sense of belonging among one kid. We're talking about creating a culture of belonging in an entire school. And uh, the, the, you know, the impact at that level, the, the promise there is, is really substantial. If we can get, you know, sort of our ducks in a row and let's see if I can use another metaphor, towing on the rope in the same, pulling on the rope in the same direction. You get the idea, right? Like there's just, there's greater collective impact and we know what's happening at the whole school level. That's wonderful. And that leads me to a practical question based on, on your responses. Thank you for that. And that is how might a diocese use this data? Um, I know as a research institute, uh, something you look at are outcomes, right? What are, what are the hopeful outcomes of those who, who employ our assessments, or in this case, the belonging index, how might a, a diocesan leader, a superintendent, or a principal, you know, a site leader at a Catholic school, um, how might they use this data? And what might you suggest they do with the data on a practical level? I think the first the first thing to do is, um, you know, to take in the data, right? To say, what is it, what is it that this is showing me? Um, what's the big, what, you know, what am I learning? Um, and then the next piece would be to read those action steps and say, which of these can we employ now? Which can we encourage our teachers and the adults in our building to do now? One thing that is kind of awesome about Springtide's research is that so much of it centers around how adults can care for students, right? And so we're looking at what can adults do? And so a lot of the action steps are really specific to all of the adults in the building making a choice to show they care, making a, a choice to get to know students, to notice students, to name students, right? To really build that belonging for students and build up um, that, that sense of relationship. And so I think that the best use of this from a classroom teacher's perspective, they're going to see some elements that right away, oh, I could do that tomorrow. Um, from that diocesan leader or that school leadership position, there's going to be opportunities for professional development among the faculty and staff. There's going to be opportunities to encourage um, you know, actions among the faculty and staff that are going to instill belonging. So I think that it's going to be very practical um, application. And then Year over year, like I said before, you can use the data to kind of compare yourself to yourself. Um, and we're also hoping to kind of show you what national, uh, what some national standards have become. We don't know those yet because it's brand new, but as things come forward, you'll be able to compare yourself, hopefully, to schools that are similar to you, right? And kind of get that sense of where you are in the grand scheme of things, too. Right. John, I, I think one of the things here as a, like, it, Leaders, when they think about culture, they end up often playing this like whack-a-mole approach to culture, you know, and it's often a response to an incident, right? Like something really bad happens on campus. And so you go and you try and like whack that mole down. And while you're paying attention over there, you're not paying attention to something over here and like something else rears its head. And, you know, maybe you have like a professional development day at the beginning of the year to talk about being more welcoming. But while you're paying attention to welcoming, you're not actually paying attention to your communications out with parents and how parents feel, you know, and what the belonging index does is it really helps to give, and I think at, at that diocesan level, even it's, it helps you to zoom out a little bit and think of like, what are the, what are all the various levers of culture that we have that we can pull on moving in a common direction? And 
uh, you know, to build this idea of being noticed and named and known, all ultimately to creating a sense of belonging. And that allows us to, yeah, like when something bad happens on campus, of course, we should address that. Like, but that's not the only thing we're doing. It allows us to take a much more systematic approach to the kind of culture we're building instead of just these, you know, one-off approaches where sometimes, frankly, I think we're just kind of throwing money at the, the newest, trendiest topic and not really addressing things as, a, as an entire system. That's, I think you hit the nail on the head. And I asked that question for a reason because you said it. Most Catholic educational leaders, whether it's a school site leader, principal, or a superintendent of a diocese, you are in the throes of crisis management. And you never know from day to day when you walk into that pastoral center or that schoolyard, you might have the best laid plans um, waiting for you. They're about to get hijacked and you're going to step on a landmine. And that sets up a whole chain effect of, like you said, Josh, it's, it's very easy to, to take our eyes off the prize. And for us, it's our Catholic educational mission. And what I, I love about what you're sharing is what the belonging index uh, really gifts us with is to get our arms around the entire community. Um, while all that other stuff is going on, I've got this bank, this bank, this valuable bank of data that I can, I can, I can refer to for strategic planning over time to really build up that community. And so that's, uh, I think that's a wonderful gift to us. So just again, to recap, uh, NCA is very proud to be bringing Springtide Research Institute in as a partner uh, to complement what we've been doing for decades with the IFG Acre assessments. And we believe now's the time, right? Uh, we know that faith is born in community and to assess those communities is very important. Um, Josh, maybe from your perspective, uh, anything that you wanna share with our members before we, we wrap up about Springtide Research Institute, um, its inception and, and the overarching vision, you've shared much of that already. And I know you go on the road with this information. Anything you'd like to share with, with our people? Well, I think it's, it's might, it might be relevant for your audience to know that we come uh, and operate out of this Lasallian charism, which is really to do what's best for young people. And, and that's a great gift to us at Springtide. It means that we, we have not only the permission, but the mandate to pay attention to all young people, regardless of you know, religious or um, any other persuasion, including the nearly 40% of young people who identify as having no particular affiliation. I mean, in fact, I think we're probably the um, only research institute in the country that's really doing that at this age level um, with that sole dedication and, and focus. And that gives us a particular insight. So we're, con we're constantly, you know, putting out research into the world that helps us to help people to understand that group better and then know how to, how to engage with them. Because I'll just go back to what I said earlier. We have not we don't have any evidence that adults don't care enough. It's, it's really just about how can they connect in the most effective way with, with this generation that is so different from the ways that, that we grew up. I think that's great. If someone wanted to learn more about Springtide Research Institute, how would they get that information? Well, they can just uh, text my own cell phone and I'll respond. No, it's <laughs> you can go to springtideresearch.org. And you can see all of our stuff that we're doing right there. Um, you can certainly feel free to email me. I'm Josh at springtideresearch.org. Uh, very uh, available and accessible. And um, yeah, yeah. If, you have to, if there's anything you're interested in, then um, and hopefully we've got information on it. We're happy to share it. Thank you.
I'll tell you what, when as a former director of Catholic schools in the Diocese of San Diego, I joke with our principals, my first tactical error was giving everybody in the diocese my cell phone number. And, <laughs> and that, that, that made... work-life balance is important, John. <laughs> you know, life is mission and our mission is service. So, you know, I'm happy to serve. I want to thank you both for your partnership. I, I know that... Um, I know that going forward through uh, all of our communication channels, our convention, our uh, Catholic Leadership Summit, all of that, uh, to have you with us. And we're very excited this fall to be launching NCEA RISE, our new family of assessment and uh, the complement index that belonging brings of a, a, a place that is in much need of measure right now. I want to thank you both. We want to thank the Catholic Education Nation for all you're doing this year. God bless you. And we'll see you real soon.